Numbers chapter 24 verse 1 And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not as at other times to meet with enchantments, but he set his face toward the wilderness. This shows you that Balaam the prophet was kind of half and half. He practiced a little bit of divination on the side. And that's why originally they had brought him a gift fit for divination, because they knew that he sometimes did that. Balaam isn't 100% pure, but when he wants a word from the Lord, he doesn't do witchcraft at all. And Balaam lifted up his eyes and saw Israel dwelling tribe by tribe, and the Spirit of God came upon him. The prophet Balaam, from this location where he's looking straight down at them through the opening, he can actually see the tribes separated tribe by tribe because he's looking down. In the other locations, he was looking more toward the horizon at them, so he couldn't see the separation of the tribes. It says that the Spirit of God came upon him. God can use any person and any spirit to work his will. Because in the Bible, we see many examples of people who don't follow the Lord, who the Lord uses and who he puts his spirit in for certain periods and uses them, even though they're in disobedience and they may be going to hell. Samson is one example of a person who didn't live anything like a child of God. He didn't seem to care about God at all, and yet God's spirit was on him. Another example is King Saul, when he prophesied twice with the Spirit of God on him, and in both cases he was already rejected by God. God can use anybody, and he can also use evil spirits. In the book of Job, he used an evil spirit to test Job, not to tempt him, but to test him. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophets were telling lies, and they weren't listening to the Lord, so God sent a lying spirit to them to make them tell even more lies, to prove a point with them that Jeremiah was the true prophet. The reality is, just because somebody can cast out demons and they pray and a miracle happens, that doesn't mean that they're right with God. It means that God is awesome, merciful, glorious, amazing. It means that God is so good that he would even allow a sinner to be used. But it doesn't say anything good about the sinner. 3. And he took up his parable and said, The saying of Balaam the son of Beor, and the saying of the man whose eye is opened. Now remember, the location they're at is called opening, because you can look straight down into the valley and see everything. But God is taking that word, and instead it's referring to Balaam, the prophet, whose eyes have been opened, because the Spirit of God is on him, and he can now see prophetically the future. For the saying of him who heareth the words of God, who seeth the vision of the Almighty fallen down, yet with opened eyes, he can see the future where the Moabites are getting conquered. He sees the battles. 5. How goodly are thy tents, O Jacob, thy dwellings, O Israel. 6. As valleys stretched out, as gardens by the riverside, as aloes planted of the Lord, as cedars beside the waters. These are all things of beauty. God's family to him is beautiful. His children are beautiful. 7. Water shall flow from his branches, and his seed shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. And that's true. The Israelites lived in many different nations and cities. That's why on Pentecost, when all the Jews had to travel to Jerusalem, they came from many different nations, and they spoke many different languages. And today, the Jews are all over the world as well. When it says that water will flow from his branches, that means that Israel will get rain. Israel today is very green, but all of the Arab nations around it are very brown and dry and arid because God sends rain to Israel. Those are his children. 
8. God who brought him forth out of Egypt is for him like the lofty horns of the wild ox. He shall eat up the nations that are his adversaries, and shall break their bones in pieces and pierce them through with his arrows. Israel is going to win many battles. 9. He coucheth, he layeth down as a lion and as a lioness, who shall rouse him up. Blessed be everyone that blesseth thee, and cursed be everyone that curseth thee. This is the fourth time that we've seen this. God told Abraham, whoever blesses you will be blessed, and whoever curses you will be cursed. And now God is telling that to King Balak. So King Balak, this is a warning. He'd better watch out. Now when a lion lays down, that means it's satisfied. And that's what God is saying about Israel. Israel will lay down after war, satisfied. 10. And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he smote his hands together. When the king claps his hands, that must be that he's made a decision, and it's not in your favor. And Balak said unto Balaam, I called thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast altogether blessed them these three times. 11. Therefore now flee thou to thy place. I thought to promote thee unto great honor, but lo, the Lord hath kept thee back from honor. Balak still doesn't understand the Lord at all, and he thinks that Balak needed his honor before the Lord, but Balak didn't. 12. And Balaam said unto Balak, Spoke I not also to thy messengers that thou didst send unto me, saying, 13. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord, to do either good or bad of mine own. What the Lord speaketh, that will I speak. So he's saying, Didn't I already tell you I don't want a reward? I just have to do what I'm told. 14. And now, behold, I go unto my people, come, and I will announce to thee what this people shall do to thy people in the end of days. Balak is now saying, now I'm going to prophesy the end times to you. 15. And he took up his parable and said, the saying of Balaam, the son of Beor, and the saying of the man whose eye is opened. God has opened his eyes to see the future. 16. The saying of him who heareth the words of God and knoweth the knowledge of the Most High, who seeth the vision of the Almighty, fallen down yet with opened eyes. An open vision is when God shows you something when you're not asleep. You're wide awake, but you can see something. And so that's what's happening to Balaam. He's having an open vision. 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not nigh. There shall step forth a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite through the corners of Moab, and break down all the sons of Seth. Seth is the third son of Adam that lived, that Abraham descended from and Noah. This is basically saying everybody's going to die. This is talking about the end of the age. Now the star from Jacob is King David's kingdom. King David will conquer the Moabites in many battles, but the ultimate star is Jesus Christ, who is also considered descended from King David. And he will conquer all the sons of Seth, which is everybody on the planet. Because everybody alive today, since Noah came off the ark, is all a descendant of Seth. Noah was a descendant of Seth. 18. And Edom shall be a possession. Seir also, even his enemies, shall be a possession, while Israel doth valiantly. While Israel fights valiantly, it will possess the Edomites and Seir. 19. And out of Jacob shall one have dominion, and shall destroy the remnant from the city. One of the kings of Jacob is going to destroy Balak's city. 20. And he looked on Amalek and took up his parable and said, Now Balaam is seeing a vision of Amalek, the Amalekites, the giants. And he says, Amalek was the first of the nations, but his end shall come to destruction. The giants are going to be destroyed. 21. And he looked on the Kenite and took up his parable and said, Though firm be thy dwelling place, and though thy nest be set in the rock, 
22. Nevertheless, Cain shall be wasted. How long? Asher shall carry thee away captive. Now, some people believe the Kenites are from Cain, but that's not possible because everybody who was a descendant of Cain died in the flood. They're definitely not descendants of Cain. They have to be descendants of Seth, but they are pagans. Asher is another pagan nation, and they're going to destroy the Kenites, who is another pagan nation. God is going to have one pagan nation destroy the other pagan nation. 23, and he took up his parable and said, Alas, who shall live after God hath appointed him? That means if God has appointed you to die, you will die. You cannot live. Balak is appointed to die. 24, but ships shall come from the coast of Kittim, and they shall afflict Asher, and shall afflict Eber and he also shall come to destruction. Asher will also get destroyed. God is going to use one pagan nation to kill another, but then he's going to kill that other pagan nation with the people from Kittim. Kittim is Cyprus, and Cyprus is an island in the Mediterranean. Sometime in the future, after the Kenites are destroyed by Asher, then the people from Cyprus will come and destroy Asher. 25. And Balaam rose up and went and returned to his place, and Balak also went his way. The prophet leaves. He's done his work, and he has nothing more to say to Balak. And then after that, Balak leaves, because he didn't get what he wanted from God or the prophet, and so he just has to go home. And that is the end of Numbers chapter 24.